0: Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message.
1: It is my joy to come to you, my dear brother, sister. Thank you for joining me on Sunny FM. I trust that the Lord's joy is giving you a sunny day. Your heart is bubbling with joy because God's power avails towards you. May the entrance of his word give you power, encouragement, give you direction, give you correction, give you healing, and all that you need. I am Pastor Fred Digby, reaching out to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church of the Ghana Baptist Convention. Let us pray. Almighty God, what a joy it is to come to you and to interact with you and your spirit interact with us, to teach us, lead us, and correct us. As we read and share your word, may that power that you talk about, may that joy that you talk about, be available for us as we seek to do your work and wait for your coming. This and many more, I ask in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. As we travel through the book of Luke, today we come to Luke chapter 10 from verses 17 to 20. Just to go back last week, or if you have been reading that chapter, you see that Jesus called 70 and sent them to go and spread the word of God. And they did. They went two by two. We took a number of lessons from that, that Jesus sent the people and gave them power to go. Today's account in Luke chapter 10 from verses 17 to 20 tell us how they came back, and reported to the master what had happened. Straight away, we learned something. When Jesus sends you, he wants you to succeed, but he also wants to know in testimony what you did. And then, as a master teacher, he taught them even greater things. So turn with me in your Bible to Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 20. Here is, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. Look, I have given you the authority to trample on sticks and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will ever harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name is Are written in heaven. Lord bless the reading and the exposition of His word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. A very powerful passage for you, the believer. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you take His commandment to go and preach His word seriously, I'm telling you, this passage, we should always stand beside you. This passage, should always inform you about how you are to operate, about the power available for you to operate, about your authority in Jesus Christ, and about what really should give you joy in this world. Because we'll learn three key things. That the Christian laborer, the Christian messenger, the Christian ambassador of Jesus has power over Satan. That's the first thing. He gave us power over Satan. Secondly, you have power over all the enemies. Whatever they are, you have power over them. Thirdly, which is important, the last but not the least, rejoice in your salvation because this has greater value than knowing they have power over the enemy and all of Satan. So power over Satan, power over enemies, but what we should rejoice about is Salvation, not in the power. So let's take these lessons as we unpack them and see what the amazing grace of God can do in our lives. So Jesus sent them out two by two. And I'm sure they were wondering, are we going to succeed? Well, they went. And they went. Because when the Lord commands you must go, it is in the going that you get the testimony. It is in testing them and giving them the power to go that and they followed it. That's why they got their testimony. And the testimony of their return has several significant lessons for you and I as Christians. Note a number of things that happened. We see at least four key lessons when they return. First, they return with great joy. Joy. The word joy means they were rejoicing. They, they, I mean, their heart was full of testimony. It was babbling. Their heart was full of gladness. Their spirit was different because they were just happy how much they had done for Jesus, how taxing the work had been, but how the strong opposition of the enemy had been fought and how they were able to conquer. You see, so you can imagine Kofi and Kwame and Adwa and whatever name they were, they didn't think they were anything, Bob, no rank, no Just ordinary church members gone on a crusade, sent by Jesus, but he wasn't there with them. There was no pastor. There was no certified evangelist, but you go and you see what the Lord did. They came back rejoicing. They came back, apart from the joy, secondly, they returned with powerful testimony of the results they achieved. The results came because they used the name of Jesus. They were exceedingly surprised. They said, Lord, look, even the devils are subject to us. Well, they were subject to them. And what was it? They saw something. They realized something. The power came through the name of Jesus. Came through the name of Jesus. As they used the name of Jesus, as they said, in the name of Jesus, bow or come to Jesus. They saw people were reacting and, and being drawn to Jesus. They were amazed. The power had come to their shock. Secondly, they saw that it led to confession of people's sin, but they also saw that they are nothing. They themselves are weak, but when they obeyed and went out in the name of Jesus, things were happening. They knew and readily confessed that without the power of Jesus, without the name of Jesus, without the commissioning of Jesus, they couldn't do anything. They came back, secondly, with astounding testimony. Then when they returned, you see a third thing that they did. They ended up giving glory to Christ. How? Oh, where did the power come from? Where did the results come from? When they went from home to home, why did people receive them? They gave glory to Jesus. God, it was he who sent them. They were nothing. They were nobodies. But he called them and he sent them and they went out. He had granted them Power to use his name. It was that like he had given them visa, he had given them authority, he had given them ticket. And even in a far away distance, the power was still available to work. They were not drawing attention to themselves, they were just lifting Christ and praising him that the devils were subject to them in the name of Jesus. Oh, shall we continue to do things and give glory to Jesus because all power belongs to him. And then the fourth thing they did they said, Lord, we ministered to people, both body and soul. The people were healed. Look at Luke chapter 10 verse 9. He gave them power to heal the sick and the sick were there. And to tell them the kingdom of God has come. So people came, their bodies were touched, their souls were touched. They were freed of demons, people who couldn't walk probably walked and started working again, the deaf you can just imagine it. If you have ever been tied down with sickness, with disease and infirmity, once you are healed, you can go back to work. So they ministered and the people were healed, body, soul, and spirit. That's what the power of Jesus did. And what a mighty testimony. When they came, they were all over Jesus. You can just imagine the seventy. Jesus is there with them. We, the 12 disciples are there with them. And the disciples are looking. Look, they were probably wondering when Jesus sent out the 70. What is it that is going to happen? The apostles may be wondering. What is it that is going to happen? When we have gone out, we have gone out with Jesus. and He did all these things and we were watching. But look, what, what type of person is Jesus? He sent out the 70 to places that is yet to go. And he gave them this power to do all of this. And we did not even go with them. And look at the results they achieved. Look at how they were rejoicing. So can you imagine Jesus, the 12, and the 70 or 72, this small crowd, they were all rejoicing and praising Jesus. And I'm sure Peter, James, and John were wondering, friends, Jesus has all power and is willing to give his power to anybody. And in fact, he has given his power to you and I, To minister in his name, to heal in his name, to bring people in his name and subject the devil, Satan, in his name. Will you take it? Will you use it? And will you give him glory when he has manifested his power through you? Hallelujah. What a day of rejoicing to be. What a day it was. A day of amazing grace, amazing power. And amazing testimonies. But then. The people went on. The 70 went on. Whoever their spokesperson was. he just kept talking about what had happened to them. And Jesus now comes in. He said look. We saw Satan. Cast out. And Jesus tells them something. Luke 10.18. He said to them. I watched Satan fall from heaven. Like a lightning flash." That the idea is this. When the disciples came, when the 70 came and were talking about what had happened, Jesus is telling them something happened. Something had already happened and something is about to happen. The idea is that Jesus saw the 70's victorious mission as a sign of the total defeat of Satan. That was now beginning. You see, Satan had already fallen from heaven. And had come here to come and destroy. Jesus had come to call the 12 and was doing things to defeat the kingdom of Satan. But by calling the 70 and sending them out, and they also come back with that testimony. It means Satan's kingdom has seen its end. It is defeated. So Jesus is telling them, I've seen Satan's defeat. In the souls of men, he is losing ground. Those you went to preach to, who received you, Satan has been chased away from their lives. They are now resurrected. They are now restored to God. and Glory to Jesus. And he's telling them, because you went and you spread the gospel in these places, Satan is defeated. Because now, instead of having some shrines and some... Uh, Amulets and some ammunition and all those things attributing power to the devil. They will now preach the word and teach the word and sing the word and pray the word and give glory to Jesus. Through the spread of the gospel, Satan's power is defeated. Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying, Yeah, I could see what was happening there. Satan is defeated through the spread of the gospel. He's telling them again, Look, Satan is defeated. Because those who were saved, those who received you, those who gave their lives in obedience to your invitation, what has happened to them? Satan is defeated in their lives. They have moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Because that is what happens. When Christ comes into your life, he gives you everlasting life. He has said to Nicodemus in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So Satan who used to grip them, giving them torture and sending people left and right, and eventually preparing to spend eternity with them in hell. By the 70 going and using the power of Jesus, Jesus is telling them Satan is defeated. His power over death is defeated because God's children are at work proclaiming the victory of Jesus. My friend, that power is still available today. And Jesus, uh, all of this is a lot. The kingdom has come. The end is coming. The devil already knows it, that the, this is the beginning of the end. That is why these days are called the last days, because these are the last days of Satan. And it's beginning to work. he's continuing to work. he's confusing people left and right. But for any child of God who knows the power of God, who knows the victory of God, who tastes the power of God when they are out there doing whatever they want to do in the name of Jesus, they can truly say the end has come for Satan because Jesus has seen him falling, Satan falling. They are only waiting. We are only waiting for the last day, the end of the world, the end of time, when Satan's kingdom will particularly be crushed when the devil who deceived people is thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophets are Revelation chapter 20 verse 10 tells us that ultimate day is coming coming. so we are to behold the power of God in the name of Jesus God's power for the purpose of defeating Satan is available to deliver men and women from the power of Satan. That is what we are doing when we are preaching Christ, when we are drawing people to receive Christ as a Lord and Savior. That is what the power was for. Not for empty display, not for testing it. Well, I'm just jumping ahead of myself. Because Jesus used the lesson again. He used their rejoicing. He used what the children or the 70 were bragging about to teach us believers what we should learn all the time what our focus should be Luke chapter 10 verse 19 Jesus said and I read it again Look, I have given you the authority to trample on stakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy nothing would ever harm you let's take that what is Jesus telling them here very powerful well You, these people who went out in my name, I've given you, the Christian, the power over all the enemy. What he means is this. There's nothing that can stop you. The true servant of God does not put himself in God's, in harm's way by going to tempt the devil or going to drink poison just to prove that you have power. No, that's, Jesus is saying, I've given you power over the enemy. He's not saying go out to tempt the enemy. He's saying the enemy has power. He has enormous power. But God's power is greater than the power of the enemy. The Lord gives, secondly, power to his laborer. Thirdly, the power is over everything that the devil can do. The laborer's power is over all the power of the enemy. In Ephesians 1:19, Paul said it, and he said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So he's giving us power over all the power of the enemy. We are never and ever and ever to fear the power of the devil. If I may compare, a weak comparison, it's like a policeman, a traffic warden, who is standing there. And when they raise their hand, because they are in uniform, they have a badge, when they raise their hand the articulator that is speeding, the cargo truck that is speeding, the officer that is speeding, the vehicle that is speeding that can even kill them, they stop because they realize the authority. Jesus is saying, I've given you all the power over the enemy. No spiritual power shall be able by any means to touch us and defeat us when we are on mission for Jesus Christ. We are perfectly secure in him. So he reaffirmed to his disciples Jesus reaffirms to us, and you should imbibe in your spirit today that the Lord has sent you. You are his servant, and whilst you are on mission for him, nothing, and no one can ever and ever defeat you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But our final point today is in verse 20. These disciples were on cloud nine, so excited, talking over time about what the Lord has done for them. How they saw Satan fall. How they saw people fall. And so they were rejoicing at the power that they now have. Jesus told them something. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. My listening friends, my brother and my sister, have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, praise him, thank him, live for him, and rejoice in that fact that your name is written in the book of heaven. That is the greatest gift you can ever have. Jesus told some disciples earlier on, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that can be compared to the soul of a human being. When Christ has saved you, and your name is written in the book of life, that is the greatest possession you can ever have. Because now you are reconciled to God, you live forever. It is a great privilege. The great privilege of a believer is not his work or your ministry, By the fact that you are God's child and God has given you eternal life, everlasting life. What does that mean? It means God has adopted you as his son or his daughter. When you pray that prayer, Lord, forgive my sins. Lord, Jesus is my Lord. I receive him. Holy Spirit, come and live within me and guide me and direct me and use me to glorify your name. God says, I've adopted you as my child and that is the greatest gift that anyone can ever and ever and ever have look at second corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 therefore come out from among them and be separate says the lord do not touch any unclean thing and i will welcome you i'll be a father to you and you'll be sons and daughters to me says the everlasting god when you receive christ He said, you will become my child. I will will adopt you as my child. And that is the greatest gift you can ever have. Rejoice at that, that you have your name written in the book of life. Then he said, look, it's not only that your name is written, you have been adopted. You have received the spirit. Which means you have open access to the presence of God at any time. You have received the spirit of adoption, and that spirit gives you the power and authority to pray to God and you hear you. Friends, I was trying to call somebody the other day. See, this one is on another call, another call. And the person was on the call for over one hour and couldn't take my number. When he called back, I was also on another on another call. But you see the spirit of adoption gives us. Open access to the very presence of God 24 7. In Romans 8 15, we are told for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, 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 Father. We can call God our Father, Christ our brother, the Holy Spirit lives within us. We have opened access to God. That is what God has done for you and I. Amazing grace. Can you thank him? Can you thank him? Another privilege comes from having your name written in the book of life is that you are an heir of God. You have a heritage. You have an inheritance beyond this world. God has made you an heir with Christ. You see, he has made you Side that you would, you would, you would reign with Jesus Christ. That's what Peter said we should rejoice about. In First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, uncorrupted and unfading kept for you in heaven. These are the wonderful promises God has given to us, that your name is written in the book of life. You are secure. When you die from this world, or when something happens, whether it is corona, or fire burning and destroying people, or whatever is happening, you are secure, because your name is written in the book of life. That is, if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. And therefore, what is the implication? Go out, be bold, invest in the kingdom of God. Let it be a life of prayer. Praying to God and thanking him and rejoicing that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Secondly, let it be a life of testimony. going to bring others into the kingdom that come, 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 come and let us move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. When the disciples went they saw the result, he saw the amazing results and they came back rejoicing. Is your life still you don't have any joy, you don't have any purpose, you don't have any victory. Can I re- can I recommend a medicine to you? Go out and share the testimony that Jesus is king with somebody. And see when they receive Christ whether you will not come out with the rejoicing that these people came Out with that day when they came back, rejoicing at what the Lord had done in their own lives. When you have done good in the name of Jesus, and somebody says, Thank you, thank you, thank you. See how your heart will be bubbling. That is the secret of a victorious life. Going out and doing what God has asked you to do. So you thank him. Your name is written in the book of life. Thank him, you have power, thank him you have authority to go out there and go out there and bring others the kingdom. Thank him that you have the power and authority to serve him selflessly and give your all to him, your life, your body, your spirit, your resources, investing in kingdom business because you would never lose. Oh, what a joy, what an eye-opener that those disciples had that day. And that continues to be the story of those who, after today, know that Christ has given them authority and they go out in the name of Jesus not tempting him to check whether they have the power, but as they go, as they go, as they go, and as they minister, the Lord continues to bless and bless and bless because they know, finally, when that final day even comes, when even death comes, they are transported from life into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, friend, I should bring this sermon to a close. Can you join me in singing that song? Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. As you hum that song, as you, as you, it sings in the background. Will you pray, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power. Let me use it for a purpose. Let me use that fire for a purpose. Let me use that zeal, this knowledge for a purpose. Lord, touch me and heal me. May my my life be lived as a sacrifice for you. May my life be lived fruitfully and productively. Your power is available for me to use to work. Lord, I thank you. Friends, this is your story. Share it with us. We'll be glad to help you to grow in Jesus. if you know him as your Lord and Savior, go out there and continue to live for him. The power it's available for you. Not only for those 70, but for thousands and millions today. God, the task is yet to finish. Lord bless you, now and forevermore. But now
0: I see
1: that my I feel
0: The radio broadcast by Calgary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabraka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Kuma Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall. And Call us on 0243-690-485 or 302 231 Contact us on WhatsApp at 200 181 Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist, Ghana at yahoo.com